Hey, good day, everybody. Brian here from quantlabs.net. It is 3.19 Eastern Standard Time, April 6th. Somebody sent me this, thanks to them. Um, a report from the U.S. Department of Treasury. Now, this is kind of a complete joke, if you want my opinion. But uh, let's get through it. The article is called Treasury Releases 2023 DeFi Illicit Finance Risk Assessment. So they're trying to tell you and build a case that this DeFi is a bad thing. You're going to uh, get ripped off or you're going to be a criminal and a bad person because you get involved in this stuff by investing, speculating, even transacting in it. In essence, what this means is that the government is afraid of this um, because they don't have control over this. So instead of uh, being smart about it, they will act out like a two-year-old and try to ban it or at least message to you, this ain't good. Uh, look, it's simple as this. More and more people are moving off the dollar for a reason, uh, especially in different countries. And more and more people are not trusting U.S. technology as well. So when you start bringing out stuff like this, it just makes people very cautious of wanting to do business with the U.S. Like we're already seeing it with the de-dollarization. Anyways, let's get into this article or this report. I'm not going to down. Well, I'll download the report for you just to give you what's an idea in the um, in the table of contents. But I'm not going to. It's a 47 page report. So today, the Department of Treasury published two, two, 2023 DeFi illicit finance report, first illicit finance risk assessment conducted on decentralized finance in the world. Assessment considers risks that are commonly called DeFi services. Uh, there's currently no general accepted definition of DeFi the term broadly refers to virtual assets, protocols, and services that purport to allow some form of automated peer-to-peer -peer transactions, often through use of self-executing code known as smart contracts based on blockchain technology. This term is frequently used loosely by the private sector, often for services. Here we go. This is where they try to scare you. Actors like Democratic People's Republic of Korea, cyber criminals, ransomware, attackers, thieves, and scammers are using DeFi to transfer and launder their illicit proceeds. They are able to exploit vulnerabilities, including the fact that many DeFi services that have anti-money laundering uh, and counterfeiting finance of terrorism obligations fail to imp implement them. This is a complete joke. Uh, why is this a complete joke? It's like they have to control you by tagging you in every single thing you do. If it's a trade, if it's something that you're going to buy, something that you're going to transfer, we're probably out of the population, working out of the work, hardworking, honest people out there, out of that population, how many are doing this illicit stuff? Maximum four or five percent. Okay, risk assessment. So, and, and on top of that, because of that, the rest of the population has got to be punished for it. Ain't that funny? Risk assessment play a foundational role in promoting understanding of illicit finance risk environment 
are more effectively protecting the integrity of the financial system, U.S. financial system. Um, yeah, that's that's because more and more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cash flow, capital flow will go into things like this. So it'll be less and less of le legitimate. But dark pools are okay. You know, forget the little mom and pop retail trader. But we'll 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 allow glad the dark pools so that the big big trading trading operations can trade in large blocks. But that's okay. We won't do anything about it. In fact, we'll promote it. And uh, if somebody wants to get access to it, well, you got to have millions of dollars and pay millions of dollars a fee. That totally sounds fair uh, to me. All right. So you can see the hypocrisy here. Uh, so this was all said by the Undersecretary Treasury for Terrorism. Oh, dear God. And Financial Intelligence, Brian E. Nelson. Our assessment finds that illicit actors, including criminals, scammers, North Korean cyber actors are using DeFi in the process of laundering illicit funds. So if it's happening outside the U.S., that the, that the U.S. feels that they got to be, once again, the world police to control and regulate what other people do outside of the U.S. That's pretty typical with the military of the U.S. And in the old days, well, not far gone off where they try to politicize countries to do things uh, because, well, you're trading in U.S. dollar. And that's why the de-dollarization is happening again, as an example. Capturing potential benefits associated with DeFi services uh, requires addressing these risks. <laughs> uh, yeah, U.S. is the freest country in the world, ain't it? it this sounds real free. Private sector should use the findings of their assessment to inform their own risk mitigation strategies to take steps in line with AML, CFD regulation, sanctions, obligations to prevent illicit actors from abusing DeFi services. So again, the uh, AML is anti-money laundering and CFT is counter countering the financial, the countering the financing of terrorism. The government of the U.S. is the terrorist, you want my opinion, especially when you get an evil witch running this actual department of the government in the U.S. Oh, well, there's no, there's no, there's no inflation. It's transitory. It's transitory. Remember her? Um, so, again, this is, this is more comedic fodder as far as I'm concerned. Primary vulnerability to illicit actors exploit stems from noncompliance, noncompliance by DeFi services with AML, CFT, and sanctioned obligations. So because the U.S. government decides to put a sanction on something now that it has to abide by it, because once again, the U.S. government's the police? Give me a break. DeFi services engaged in cover activity under the Bank Secrecy Act have AML, CFT obligations regardless of whether the services claim that they are currently and or plan to be decentralized. Oh, this is just another 2.2.0, and this is just proof that it does exist. Other vulnerabilities include the potential for some DeFi services to be out of scope existing AML CFT obligations, weak or non-existent controls for DeFi services in other jurisdictions. And that's jurisdictions outside the U.S. and poor cybersecurity controls by DeFi services which that enable them theft of funds. Look, if you're going to get involved 
with these kind of um, these kind of uh, services, as they call them, that's up to you. But you have to understand that there's a risk, but yet you should still have the ability to participate in that. When you look at the idiots that glorified the FTX as the best thing, but hey, it's okay, we could send out thousands of dollars to an entity outside the US, that's okay. We've got thousands of dollars, probably millions of dollars in a bank account called Silicon Valley Bank, and yet my deposit's okay. Meanwhile, that the, that the stock value of that bank is dropping, what, 75% over the last year or two, and your deposit's okay. And then once again, the government and your daddy comes to the rescue. That's a socialistic system. That is state-controlled economies, okay? Carrying on with this article here, while risk assessments are primarily designed to identify the scope of an issue, the study also includes recommendation for U.S. government actions to mitigate the illicit finance associated with the DeFi service. They include strengthening strengthening U.S. AML CFT regulatory supervision. So you're now gone from a five-year-old to a two-year-old because they still don't trust you, even though no matter what they have. So because of the whatever the excuse is, you get to pay the price. More reasons to move out, folks. you got to pay your tax as long as you're living in these regions in the West, including Canada, Britain, Europe, the whole nine yards. Uh, consider additional guidance for the private sector on DeFi services, AML, CFD obligations. Assessing enhancements to address any AML, CFD regulatory gaps related to DeFi services. Wow. DeFi risk assessment builds upon Treasury other national risk assessments. That's amazing. National risk. What, what, what now? Bitcoin? Ethereum? Uh, work outlined in Executive Order 14069. That's from Sleepy Joe. Uh, that Okay, that, that executive order is President Biden to sign an executive order on ensuring responsible development of digital assets. This is not a good place to be, folks. Um, it also includes a request for input from private sector informed next steps. Treasury includes feedback. So what's in the table of contents in this document? Um, we've got here market structure, DeFi services, and the regulatory obligations, the building blocks, the market participants, how they operate, elements of centralization, custody. So now, eventually, I see the day where they're going to go after people with self-custody. Oh, wow. Wait. Well, they, they got the Restrict Act. I forgot about that. Now they talk about money laundering. This Now, money laundering, ransomware, theft, fraud, scam, drug trafficking. Uh, the things I could say, but I won't. Proliferation finance. Now they have vulnerabilities, non-compliant DeFi services in the U.S. Disintermediation, cross-border nature and gaps in, in AML and CFD regime across countries. There you go. Now they start to attack other countries. Cyber-related vulnerabilities. And if you don't play along with the U.S., you're a bad, bad person. You're really bad. Um, this sounds like Russia and China when you read this. Mitigation measures. Regulatory framework, FATF, public blockchain transparency. Use of centralized VASP as on and off ramps. That's your control 
to access people, to access to, to these DeFi blockchains, potential industry solutions, pose questions, recommended actions, and pose questions. I, I, I'm, I'm amazed. Um, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, recommended action. Let's see what they say. Uh, okay, nothing I haven't said. So they want to continue to engage with foreign partners, advocate for cyber resilience in virtual asset firms, testing the code and robust threat information sharing. We will get to the point where the government will regulate all the code, all the source code you develop, you watch, promote responsible innovation and mitigation measures. Okay, but let's see what the government doesn't, allows and doesn't protect. So just in case, just in case, and I'm, this is where I side with the government when they're going after criminal operations like Binance. But yet, they'll allow other criminal outfits like Jane Street, Tower, and Radix are unnamed VIPs in the Binance case. Just in case you didn't know, it came out yesterday, today, with this Binance lawsuit, how they had the so-called VIPs, where they're able to get around the AML by setting up foreign entities. And of course, the Binance uh, customer service, I guess, is helping them and guiding these operations to do that and get into Binance and legally illegally operate with their uh, with their type of trading, we'll just say. And these are HF high-frequency trading shops going against you, the retail trader in Binance. So this, again, just proves how Binance is a criminal element. So this article that I just gave you is from Bloomberg. Now, we got one element of the government trying to control what you do, call it enslavement, basically. You cannot be on DeFi because they're trying to protect you, but yet when you think you're going on to an honest uh, trading uh, uh, crypto trading exchange like Binance in the US, and yet you get these large companies, trading operations that went through the back door, and they probably didn't even go through the proper AML and all that. But that's okay. The government will allow that. And that a lot of these companies operate like that. Again, I mentioned dark rules, right? So let's get into this article. Jane Street Group, Tower Research Capital, and Radix Trading are the three unidentified firms cited as VIP clients of Binance Holdings Limited in a top U.S. regulator lawsuit against crypto against the crypto exchange, according to people with direct knowledge of the matter. Okay, so, so I'm just a messenger here. I'm not, I'm not, uh, this is just an article on Binance, okay? Commodity Futures Trading Commission last week accused Binance of sham compliance, which we're seeing now, with derivative regulations, including failing to keep Americans off its exchanges promised not registered with the regulator. So how long would this be going on? Three, three operation, three, sorry, three years maybe? Two years, and now they're doing it. Um, so the three U.S. quant firms were cited anonymously by the CFTC in March 27th lawsuit as examples of how the U.S. clients accessed the platform. The regulators didn't accuse them of wrongdoing. 
but yet you can't you can't use DeFi. You're an evil person. You're 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 a criminal. We're trying to protect you. Does that remind you anything about a medicine that we were supposed to take during a global virus? Hi, I'm here from the government. I'm here to help you. When you hear that, run. run. I'd, I'd actually move out of the country. I'm watching videos on El Salvador as an example for that. Okay, still a lawsuit mention of U.S. headquarter companies using offshore entities to trade on Binance sent a chill through the quant industry. Again, so they set up operations, I've heard, read, consumed. It's through Belize. And uh, that's what they did to get onto the U.S. exchanges. Even as many have dabbed in crypto equities and other for, uh, more asset remain, uh, remain their bread and butter, and a serious regulatory misstep could have repercussions on their broader ability to conduct business. Once again, you have the government called the San Francisco Federal Reserve who is supposed to oversee this Silicon Valley, uh, Valley Bank uh, scam where the CEO sitting on their board of directors scamming, knowing, and selling, illegally insider trading, selling their stock. Okay? You can't tell me that there's nothing wrong with that. But they're still incestuous, through incest, we'll call it, sitting on the board of directors of San Francisco uh, Federal Reserve. Here we go. Okay, continuing on the article here. Radix is a trading firm described in the CFTC uh, complaint. Jane Street is trading firm B. Tower Research is referred to as trading firm C. People asked not to be identified discussing the details haven't been made public. If you own the company, well, it's pretty safe to say you're complicit. Wall Street Journal first reported Radix identity. Jane Street declined to comment. Radix and Tower didn't respond to multiple requests for comment. Radix co-founder Benjamin Blander told the journal that it believed it did nothing wrong in trading through offshore entities on Binance and that has been cooperating with the CFTC. Nah, nothing to see here. It just kind of looks bad when you get people like me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless on it. But yet you get the government telling you can't be on DeFi. That's that's amazing. Or, or you're a criminal. Um, representative for the CFTC, U.S. main derivative regulator that claims significant jurisdiction over crypto assets declined to comment. Binance, which has said it has boosted compliance and was disappointed by the CFTC's accusations. Okay, didn't respond to requests for comment. Disappointed is my favorite word these days. Uh, CFTC complaint alleged Binance actively facilitated violations by law by helping unspecified traders based in the U.S. evade know-your-customer rules and compliance measures meant to block their access. Amazing. Trading by Wall Street firms for themselves or on behalf of clients, no and overseas venues that register with U.S. regulators like the CFT can be a compliance gray area. No, dude, I like I say no, not, that that's that's not that's that's that is bad. And when you get these kind of companies trying to like deny it or didn't say they didn't do anything wrong, f you, bastards. 
Crypto's platform white glove treatment include love, lower transaction fees and faster access for trades in return for providing liquidity on the exchange and trading revenue. There you go. They were there to provide the liquidity like in any, any, any other questionable HFT operation uh, trading pool. And of course, we wonder if, if there was bad things trading that a lot of these HFT shops do. Binance also offered to provide its top traders prompt notification of any law enforcement inquiry concerning their account, according to the complaint. For its part, Binance has long said it isn't required to register with CFTC because it's, it walls off U.S. users from accessing its global platform, where more complex crypto derivative products can be traded. Oh, just so you know, Australia just uh, canceled their license for Binance license for their derivatives uh, service. So Australia just got rid of them. Meanwhile, trading firm B entered a service agreement with an entity registered in Jersey. Oh, I'm sorry, Jersey, British dependency, according to the complaint. That firm was described as one of Binance's largest customers was Jane Street, the people said. That's probably why back in the day, Binance Jersey existed. Trading firm B, Jersey nominee, does not have any employees and does not have any meaningful resources of capital apart from trading firm B. CFTC said in a lawsuit against Plan. So there you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know what more to tell you. I mean, this this if this doesn't anger you, I don't know what will. I don't know if uh, this other thing coming out of the Treasury should anger you as well. It should. And people go, what's my solution? The solution is, is get out. Uh, we're getting to a point where you're being regulated to death. You're being regulated and taxed to death. Uh, places to go. Just mention one, Jersey, if you're British. Uh, or go to right now for anybody, San Salvador. Uh, lots of going on down there. Anyways, if you like this, go to quantlabs.net slash books. Or I'll give you quantlabs.net slash banking. Can help protect your wealth and learn about how to use crypto to preserve your wealth. And guess what, folks? We should be scared of this. India just said they're going to be picking one million lucky people. One million lucky people in India will be able to be using their new central bank digital currency as a test. Ain't that nice? They get to use it. So that's coming in, and India's going to probably be rolling that out probably pretty soon in the next year or so, the way it's looking. Anyways, that's about it. Have a good day.